Welcome to What's Your Forte, the interview series presented by Bandology. Bandology is a proud Canadian nonprofit dedicated to more music for more kids via education, collaboration, and community. Hi, my name is Sandy Wright. I'm the Music and Education Coordinator here at Bandology, and today we are talking to Rubix, who is a Calgary-based Filipino-Canadian rapper and music educator. And Rubix, we are super excited to have you on. It's great to see you. Thank you for having me, Sandy. Shout-outs to all the work that you guys are doing, and um, yeah, I'm excited to connect with you. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to talk to you today. One question I have that I think maybe is the first thing to answer that wasn't on the list of things yeah. that I... Uh, maybe I talked to you about uh, before we started chatting. Um, what what does your name mean? Ooh, that's a good question. So um, Rubix is an acronym, okay, R-U-B-I-X, okay, and it stands for Resilience Under Burden Inspires Excellence. And to me, what that means is, you know, when I'm going through obstacles or when I'm going through low times or when I'm going through any kind of struggle in my life, um, you know, if I practice the idea of resiliency, and resiliency can mean so many different things to many different people, but to me, resiliency is like, okay, like how do I bounce back? How do I, how do I keep solution oriented? You know, how do I not give into like the 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 darkness of emotions? You know what I mean? Or even even then, like embracing those emotions. You know, like. How do you do that, right? Because that's a muscle, that's a that's an uncomfortable muscle to flex. Yeah. But what I've learned is that the more that I, I, I allow those things to happen, the more that I embrace the struggles, the more that I, you know, keep positive, the more that I stay around, you know, positive people, it builds this internal strength mm -hmm. in, inside me, uh, whether it's just as a human, um, whether it's whether it's like as a man, whether it's as an artist, you know, this internal strength is building and it's shaping my character. And over time, I found that the more that I focus on building that strength and, and flexing that muscle, you know, I start to feel a lot more excellent, so to speak. Like, like I just, you know, my mind state, you know, like the quality of my mind state starts to rise up, you know, the quality of my joy, my levels of joy start to come out and, you know what I mean? And, and bring me back to like, to like, just like my, my essence, you know? So that to me is, that to me is excellence, you know? So it's always just, you know, and, and again, like this, this acronym, like I can only speak for myself, you know, I'm not trying to impose this, this lifestyle, this, this mindset on anybody, but if anybody resonates with it, then by all means, take it and run, you know? So like to me, resilience under burden inspires excellence is, is just about keeping the mind state healthy and keeping positive, you know, keeping perspectives in mind so that you can go through any struggle and you can put on a different perspective and be like, okay, you know what, this isn't so bad. Okay, no, you know what, I'll make it through this. And the more that I just practice that, the more confidence, my self-confidence builds and the more integrity, you know, I'm able to, I'm, I'm able to stay in alignment with like my personal integrity, you know, whether as an artist or as a human. So, yeah. and, and mind you, this is like a lifelong process. This is a lifelong yeah. thing. So it's not an end point. There's it's just hard. like the journey kind of part. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's something that came across when I took a listen to some of your music, that sort of like ideas about like overcoming things and using, like using your own sort of like ability to process emotions and cope with those uh, in healthy ways to like move forward. Um, on that, you've obviously put out music, uh, but like, can you tell me a little bit about like what you do, sort of the current positions that you're in right now in terms of like your music making and the stuff you do in the community? Sure. So 
you know, obviously, you know, um, I make rap music, I make hip hop music, um, I produce hip hop music. Um, and that's just like an expression of my passion. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of that, um, I'm very well connected in the hip hop community here and even just the music community in general. Um, but to really like focus in on, 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 you know, one of my, one of my roles, you know, um, I, I like to view myself as a, as a teacher, you know, I like to pass down knowledge. I work with a lot of kids. I work with a lot of youth for the last five, six, seven years. I've worked with at-risk youth. I've worked with youth within schools. I've done one-on-one mentorship. Um, and this is all in the realm of, um, teaching youth how to use hip hop expressions such as breaking, you know, like breakdancing, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, teaching them how to, how, what a cipher is. I don't know if you know what a cipher is, Andy, but a cipher is when there's a circle of people, okay? Mm-hmm. And whether they're dancing or rapping or whatever, they're exchanging this energy and they're bouncing off each other, okay? So using the framework of a cipher and, and teaching youth how to, you know, again, like how to build resiliency in that, in that atmosphere. So you can do this with breakdancing. And I love to do this with, with rap because my one of my favorite things, hands down, to see is is i teach a kid how to how to write a bar how to write rhymes yeah okay in the most simplest way and then they take it and they run and their imagination just flows into it and you know and when i see that happen especially when when the kid used to be shy and now he's up front in front of the class sharing what what he or she wrote like to me that inspires me yeah you know so so yeah so again in it, in its basic essence, I I like to pass down hip hop knowledge, and I and I like to remind anybody, whether you're a youth or an adult, that that hip hop is is a is a is a is an outlet, you know, for the one for those who are oppressed, for those who feel voiceless, you know, because that's what it was for me, right? And I know that it can help, you know, a lot of people's mental health, yeah. you know, emotional health, and and spiritual health, even, you know. So yeah, that's awesome. That's what that's I do. Cool. That's a really beautiful way to describe teaching. Um, one of the things that I do uh, in my own work is like teaching kids. And that's one of my favorite like sort of moments. And it does drive you and kind of pass on that inspiration. Um, but sort of taking away, uh, taking a, heading off that I track. Um, so what sort of like, what was the first thing that sort of like um, you did in music? when you were sort of like learning, what was your first, like, when did you first pick up an instrument? When was, did you first like write your first rap or sing something for the first time? Um, okay. So as a, as a young child, I remember writing lots of poetry mm-hmm. and I would do this like in secrecy. I never showed anybody, yeah. you know? Um, but then I, I learned, like, I got to credit this to my sister, my older sister. Um, she showed me her poetry. And then she would also like, she would be singing all the time, you know, growing up. And then, and there was just something about her passion with music that was inspiring me. And I was like, yeah, I want to do something with music, but I can't sing worth crap, you know? <laughs> and at that time I wasn't, I wasn't even um, confident in, in my own poems, you know, again, I was doing it in secrecy because I didn't want to, I didn't want to be made fun of for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, but, you know, one thing that I want to add is that in, in the Filipino family, like in the Filipino household, the karaoke machine is a very prevalent thing. Mm-hmm. So like every week, you know, I'm around that vibe, you know, my aunts and uncles, my sister, family, friends, they come over and they just sing karaoke and they just perform for hours and hours and hours. And to me, that's kind of like 
it was kind of like a normal thing. Yeah. Well, already that seed is planted in my head from a young child. Like, oh yeah, we can perform. We can get on the microphone and, and show off our musicality. Yeah. You know, mind you, there's no like there was not really like any hardcore musicians in my family, mm-hmm. right? Like my, but there's definitely a passion, a deep passion for music that I that I learned from my parents. Now, fast forward to grade nine. Uh, my sister took me to watch this documentary about this rapper named Tupac Shakur. It's called yeah. Tupac Resurrection. And in that documentary, I saw how music, how, how Tupac used music to, to influence the world, you know, and to, and to strengthen and fortify his mental state. And I was like, I want to do that. That's yeah. it. That's what I want to do. So the first thing, you know, like, again, it's all about finding those when I found the music, the rappers that I was like, yo, that sounds cool. That They're cool. I want to be cool like them. That pretty much just ignited the, ignited the passion, ignited the chase, you know, yeah. but, but, but that defining moment when I watched that documentary, that Tupac documentary, I left that movie theater being like, I want to do that. I want to impact the world like that. Yeah. You know, That's, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to my sister for uh, planting that, helping plant that seed. Yeah. It's sort of that sort of, um, you grow up in that environment and music lets you have that sort of like expression. And it's sort of really cool when I hear like people talk about the thing that like uh, drives them into like creating that career. Was there anything like, what was the sort of first thing you sort of made? Like, what was the first time you sort of like really stepped your foot into like, I'm going to take the first step into trying to actually do this? <laughs> what's that what was that first step um it was learning how to freestyle rap mm-hmm. yeah learning how to freestyle rap so like for those for anybody that doesn't know what freestyle rap is it's when you're essentially making up rhymes on the spot with no preparation and you're just jamming okay now for the first five years of my rap career i sucked i sucked many times i was like this isn't for me actually i think i, I should just quit yeah you know but it was fun it was fun. So I kept going. And I found that as I got more confident in freestyling, I started to get more confident in just rapping in general. I've always been a writer. I can write rhymes, you know, no problem. But to perform them is a whole nother, another story. To perform them with confidence, that's a whole other story. And so the art of freestyling helped me, helped me develop that confidence in, in my performance. That's amazing. Yeah. That's one of the, I obviously like, I know very, I personally know very little about actually what it takes to do sort of freestyle rapping. Um, but it's something that I always admire seeing people like that I work, that I've met or that are like colleagues that like engage in that. Cause it's such an interesting like form of expression because it's so improv, like it's so much improvisation basically kind of get into that sort of space. And it's really cool to watch. Um, in that sort of like field or like just in general, do you have like any sort of like major influences or like mentors that have like helped you through sort of that process of going from like I am not good at this oh my goodness is maybe this isn't for me to no I'm like who have like helped you through that process or even just people have influenced how you like write yeah um again like Tupac is a huge influence um just as a human as a as a artist because um he has very like defining traits of like like just like he doesn't care what you think like he's gonna do it you know what I mean? Like his, like to Tupac, it was like, you could, we can all die tomorrow. So we might as well just go 200% now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and he's very driven. So that inspired me to be like, okay, I want to have that, that fire behind me, you know? Yeah. Um, in terms of other artists, 
um, Immortal Technique, who's a very like hardcore underground political rapper. Yeah, I was listening to a lot of him in 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 high school, and that was like shaping just the way that I view the world. You know, like like you know, realizing that like, oh, okay, like a lot of society is within this like created system. You know, for example, like this created like capitalist system that that isn't really designed to benefit anybody that's not at the top of that system. Mm. You know, so just like opening my eyes to stuff like that. Um, again, my sister has been there a lot for me in times of, um, you know, in times of doubt, in times of struggle. She's been there to keep me in check, to help me with perspectives and to just like be an ear and to just be like my big sister. Yeah. You know um and apart from that like um just freestyling with friends that's what that's what really brought up the confidence again like i said in the first five years of me freestyling i sucked okay Mm -hmm. but then after that five years i met i met um my friend who i still make music with who's actually on that on that cover of that cbc article his name's twizzy and and i started freestyling with him and then you know we met this other artist named rebecca dawn and a DJ named Jason, and we just started having these weekly freestyle sessions where yeah. we would just freestyle for literally six hours a day. You know? That's so cool. And 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 it was after doing that for like six, seven months. <laughs> I remember going to Vancouver and I and I I got into this freestyle cipher on the street. And and I said something that offended one of the rappers and they punched me. They he threw a punch at me. And I just remember the next day waking up being like, whoa, somebody punched me in, in that rap cipher. And that's when it clicked. I was like, I've, I'm good at this now. <laughs> it's, you know, like I, uh, my level, my skill level got to the point where someone had to physically, physically hit me because I, because what I said had stirred up, you know, triggered them or stirred up whatever emotion. Like to me, that's like, whoa, I must've been saying something crazy or like you know like that's that that just it's a reflection of how much confidence i had in my freestyle yeah that's how i viewed it and does not condone uh violence as a solution to your uh, interpersonal problems absolutely Uh, not take it out on freestyle take it out on rap you know non-violent violence yeah express yourself um not through punching um uh, from that sort of developing that confidence can you think of anything that are like either before that or like since then that is like a career highlight for you for sure just in like my my career as a hip-hop artist yeah and is your career sort of like as you're doing like teaching and stuff like that sort of passing that knowledge on okay so that story about me in vancouver that's a highlight you know that was like the first time i was just like whoa okay i'm good i'm good i'm better i'm way better than before yeah um apart from that i would say um performing at music festivals here in calgary um, like Sled Island, One Love Music Festival, Global Fest Music, uh, Global Fest Fireworks Festival, and then performing at being invited to perform at um, a bunch of like small music festivals, like outdoor electronic music festivals in the forest out in British Columbia. Cool. Um, you know, so like you know, small music festivals like Fozzy Fest, Wicked Woods, um, and then also being invited to perform at music festivals out in Toronto, as well. Yeah, you know. Um, those are career highlights for sure. Um, with teaching, every time, uh, okay, the first time that a, that a mom came up to me and was like, I don't know what you did with my, with my child, but for the last three years, we've been trying to get him interested in language arts and writing, and we've had zero luck. 
He spends one week, his class spends one week with you, and I come home and I find four pages back-to-back of written rhymes. Mm. She's like, how did you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just pass on the knowledge and I just encourage them. I just hype them up, you know? Yeah. So that was, that's something that I'll never forget. And that's a, that's definitely a highlight and a reminder as to like, you know, what, you know, what I'm contributing, you know? Yeah. Um, and then what else is a high? Oh, okay. Um, in 20, 2018, or was it 20? I think it's 2019. I was at a music festival in, in BC and I heard um, two songs of mine that got remixed. Had they, um, there was electronic remixes, like EDM remixes, yeah. these two songs I had. And both of those songs got played at that festival. That's awesome. And that was like, to me, it was like, whoa, like this is like my dream. Like this is a, you know what I mean? Like that, that was a huge milestone for me. Beautiful. That's so, so cool. Yeah, off the top of my head, without digging too deep, the, I would say those are some big milestones for me. That's awesome. Those are so cool. I would love uh, someone to remix the music I write. I would think it would yeah. be so interesting um, totally. to sort of hear what someone else does with it. Yeah. Um, one of the, as like a person who like teaches kids and like passes on that knowledge, what is uh, like important to you about music education? What is it or important to music? Uh, what is, what makes music education important in general, do you think? Um, to me, it's important because um it's it's just another avenue for 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 youth to express themselves because mm-hmm. i know for a fact that there's you know again like mental health is become is becoming a big thing and i feel like it's been a big thing for a long time already we just never had like the verbiage to communicate and and talk about it right so my favorite thing and one of the things that's most important to me about music education is is giving the youth an an option to express themselves because I know for a fact that can go a long way, a long way. There's a lot of like, and, 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 and I can say this because I grew up in this atmosphere as well, where, um, you know, I got bullied. Um, and whenever I was going through issues as a, as a kid, you know, I never really had a big support system. You know, my friends never really understood the emotional issues I was going through. You know, I had to really process that by myself, you know, and I felt unheard. You know what I mean? Um, and I never had music. I never had, um, that platform to just express that, let alone like, you know, expressing it and then, and then, and then, and then being celebrated for expressing it. Like that is huge. That is huge. One thing I learned with working with kids is that they just want to be celebrated. They just want to be encouraged. They want to be seen, you know, they don't care what you're doing. They they don't, they don't care what they're doing. They just want to be acknowledged. Okay. So you give a kid some tools for them to be vulnerable. Okay. Of course, they're going to be like, Oh, I don't know. This, this is, this is scary. And then they go through with it. They take the risk to be vulnerable and then they present it publicly and then they get celebrated for it. Yeah. Like that is such a, uh, an inspiring feeling for the kids, for the youth, for anybody, really, it doesn't matter what age you are. Yeah. You know, so that to me is probably the most important thing. You know, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm teaching a class and I find that like, okay, this class is kind of being rowdy. It's difficult for me to get through my lesson plan right now. Okay. Well, what's more important me getting through my lesson plan or me connecting with the kids and, you know, encouraging them. And, and you know what I mean? Like to me, that's more important because that's going to build a stronger bond and that's, and they're going to remember that more in the long run versus me trying to like get through these technical lesson plans. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's all about just that encouragement for the kids and giving them that option of like, Hey, you can express yourself in this way. 
And, and if you do, I'm going to celebrate the hell out of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for that, since you work with young musicians, what, um, what advice do you have for people interested in sort of like going down like the career path that you have had? I would say number one, um, don't listen to too much criticism, especially from people who aren't on the same path as you. Um, and number two, um, don't be afraid of being goofy. Don't be afraid of, you know, the potential of you might be looking goofy to other people that don't even matter, you know, cause for example, when I'm, when I, when I'm teaching people how to freestyle, the number one, the number one obstacle that holds people back from trying is their fear of sounding stupid. Okay. And, yeah. you know, in the face of that fear, it's, it's, it's a heavy fear. Nobody wants to sound stupid, you know? However, if you work on getting over that fear, because you know that it's just an ego thing, right? If you work on getting over that fear and, and, then, and then you become comfortable being uncomfortable, then, then you're kind of like invincible, so to speak. Like nothing can yeah. phase you. And, and from there on, you can, you can um, pursue any dream any goal, whether it's music, whether it's, you know, visual arts, whether it's dancing, it doesn't matter. You can pursue anything because, you know what I mean? Just being comfortable, uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Being comfortable yeah. with that discomfort, it's still going to be uncomfortable, but you know what I mean? If you can, if you can change your perspective and, and view it as like, okay, this discomfort is actually in the long run going to help me grow. Okay, let's do it. Let's jump into this weirdness. Let's, you know, if I'm, if I make a fool of myself, whatever, because I'm going to grow as an artist from it. You know what I mean? So like those two points is like, those are the two most important things because if, 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 if the fear and the ego and the, the doubt is in the way, then doesn't matter what your plan is. Doesn't matter what your, what your goals are. It'll be very, very, very difficult to achieve. Yeah. No, that sort of like fear of being in front of people and having to expose yourself is such a huge thing. Um, and it's one of the cool things that I found, um, that music does is it sort of helps you take that step past that fear um and it's really cool to like hear that it's coming across when you're like working with people because that's like it's so it's such a reassure it's such a positive thing for people into as they sort of grow especially when they're kids when the fear of being judged is so strong yeah, um, totally but yeah um one thing we kind of like to do to sort of like wrap up or uh our interviews is do the fast five which okay. is just like five super fast questions top of your head um of just like things that you like sometimes in music so we're gonna start with this um so first question name an instrument you wish you played oh piano piano nice. if i was a piano genius like making music would be so easy for sure for sure what's your uh favorite movie soundtrack Woo. Okay, there's a Tupac movie called Juice from, the, from 1992, I believe. That's a cool. really good soundtrack. Also, uh, this is such a hard question, but anything created by Ennio Morricone? Yeah. I'll listen to that. I'll put on, I'll put on that, that soundtrack and just listen. My, spend my whole day just listening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get the Bad and the Ugly, such a good, such a yeah. good track. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite uh, concert you ever attended? uh 2019 oh man okay 
there's a lot not a lot but there's a there's there's a couple but okay 2019 um colorado red rocks amphitheater okay there's a halloween show and the 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 artist lineup was uh is three of my most favorite rap artists ever okay the first group was this group called jedi mind tricks from philadelphia hardcore rap i grew up i was listening to them in high school all throughout and then immortal technique was on that list and then wu-tang clan was on that list so hey, it was, that's a concert yeah it was a crazy concert and it was at the red rocks amphitheater which is a beautiful yeah. beautiful venue it's outside the acoustics are great like it was nice that's awesome it, it was real nice so i'd say that takes the cake um yeah yeah that takes the cake yeah no that sounds that sounds like a great show um i'm envious i wish i'd been there um <laughs> what's your this one's not quite so music what's your dream vacation Oof. anywhere with tropical weather hawaii mexico i mean ideal like philippines you know what i mean but ideally like hawaii is the greatest because it's like you get that like asian tropical you know atmosphere but it's like north american culture yeah you know so it's super cool and just being in the sun like that just it's paradise to me yeah not yeah. something you necessarily get in calgary <laughs> no all no. the time you might get it for a little bit but yeah no it's, yeah um yeah it's yeah canada yeah. um <laughs> we the north uh, we the north um last question uh what is like a hidden talent you have um spotting wildlife from far away that's very I know it's like i'm driving driving anywhere and all of a sudden i could see just like boom just pops up oh is that a deer whoa is that something crossing the road whoa from far away yo is that a bear whoa is that a moose you know okay. it's kind um, of radar for animals yeah yeah and that and also um i can make a very killer old-fashioned drink i don't know if you know what old fashions are i, but I do yeah i do i, uh, I can make a very good one with a lot of love and just like mm, perfect balances nice yeah um thank you so much for speaking with us today rubix it was great getting to know you uh for all of you as well you watching my name's sandy i've been talking to rubix from calgary on behalf of bandology it was great to have you and uh thank you all for watching thank you bandology thank you for having me thanks for joining us if you like what you heard, you can learn more about our organization at bandology.ca, which features information about music education, advocacy and research, and our play a gig and bandcamp programs. Follow us on social media for more videos, performance and interviews on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.